0: Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News.
1: And I'm JT Smith, editor-in-chief for the front office news.
0: All right, fellas, let's jump right into it and recap the SMU game. The Bearcats beat SMU 97 to 74 at the third arena. JT, thoughts on the Bearcats performance?
1: Man, it was cool. Like my prediction went almost to the T. My man Juice David Julius had his best game as a Bearcat on his final game, final. Regular season home game on on the court, um, I thought that was just dope for him to be able to go out like that. I think he deserved that, um, that the crowd to shower him with the love that he received that day, and uh, it was just good for the Bearcats to get their twentieth win too, man. You know that's something that we predicted at the beginning of the season that would be twenty, at least a twenty team win, um, team or program, and they were they did that in regular season, um, even without you know even with the stuff you know, I'm, I'm faring off getting a little scatterbrained, but at the same time. Um, they got twenty wins and they dominated SMU on the home court. They got the twenty win, and my man Juice bought out Nolly bought out. But I just, like I said, I don't know. I'm saying the same thing. I was just happy to see that man. Yeah, it was just, it was a
2: beautiful thing. All right, Neil, what stuck out to you? Yeah, I think JT hits it on the head there. But the play of David DeJulius, obviously, what was arguably his last home game. He goes out, sets a career-high 30-point performance on senior day. He gets to leave 5th, 3rd Arena with a kiss on the c Like You couldn't have wrote that script any better for a guy like David DeJulius. Obviously, this is a guy who went through so much here at Cincinnati. Obviously, he went through the coaching change. He went through the pandemic. And now this season, he's taken on a bigger role for this team, but... This is a guy who could have left in the offseason. Uh Coach Miller said earlier or following the game, like he had options to go other places and start, but he decided to come back. But what stood out to me was just the play of David DeJulius. I mean, I think I think Buddy's still skating on Calhoun Street, for one, after after he crossed him. Pretty bad there. But <laughs> overall, I think just what he's done for this program is a phenomenal impact. He not only impacted the the team on the court, but he's done so much in the community off the court. And that's something Coach Miller has really emphasized here as of late. And even us, we've talked to Juice about it. But I think the thing that stood out to me the most was just how excited, just to see all the momentum, the energy just run off the court for that one last time for David DeJulius and This was actually the quote he used post-game. This is something that stood out to me. He goes, I couldn't have asked for it any other way. No amount of money could replicate the moment right there. Being in such a special place like Fifth Third Arena, it is the best arena in the world. And then he said, "Uh, I'm surrounded by great teammates and coaches that allow me to be in the position I am right now. When I look back at this as I'm older, this is going to be held very high for sure. But And then he kind of goes through everything he plays, but – He kind of then says, the city of Cincinnati gave me so much, whether it's inside Fifth Third Arena or while I'm out downtown just grabbing a bite to eat. I feel the love and energy everywhere I go. He goes, I'm not entitled to that love, but they give me that love. So not only now, but going forward for the rest of my life, I'm going to continue to pay it back and be a great alumni after this year is over. So that's just explaining a little bit of what David DeJulius is like, not only as a player, but as a person. So I think for him to end his career like that with a 30 ball at home, I thought it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah. So a couple things I have, um, yeah, JT spot on, uh, juice balled out and he left out a legend. Like he, he put himself and I think he was, I think he was headed that way anyway. In my opinion, I think a lot of people looked at juice in high regard, but I think that performance, you guys tell me if you agree with this or not. I think that performance put him on a different level. Like, yeah,
1: don't you I think so? That? I think so, too, man. A couple, of, like, if like the, it's that performance. And if you think about, I know, like, people are it's opening up an old wound or whatnot, but you think about when they lost to Xavier, if they would have won that game, how he played in the second half, like, his performance was, like, out of this world. And it's just that they called that foul and it changed, like, how people look at that game. But if the Bearcats get that win, man, that's up there. It's up there with one of the best, like, cross town shootout performances probably we've seen in a while, at least in the last 10 years, probably not on, on the Bearcat side of things. Um and just with this on top of it, man. It's like it couldn't have been like Neil said, they couldn't have wrote a better it couldn't have been a better ending, man. But like you yeah. said, man, I think this cemented him. Like remember we talked about this maybe middle of the season, how I felt like he was the Deontay Vaughn of the West Miller era. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that's I, I think that was spot on. I saw somebody saying on Twitter. That, um, I think my man Zach said it. Might have been on on Sunday, and I was like, We talked about this, and I, I truly believe that's that's him." And just I think it's gonna take some while for people to really understand like what he meant to the program.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think the difference between Deontay and and Juice is I, I truly believe Deontay was underappreciated, just because. They weren't very good. Um, I think Juice is appreciated um, a lot, and I, I think it's a little bit of a different time too with social yeah, media, right? Sure. There's just a lot of lot of lot more talk that can be had amongst fans and stuff. So I think Juice is appreciated, but I think the way he's handled himself this year, um, his involvement in the community. And if you listen to him in the press conferences, man, he navigates through the press conference at, like a pro. Or I, I'm sorry, maybe better than the NBA, maybe better than the pros. Maybe <laughs> seriously, yeah. like, he does a he does an excellent job. So, uh, really, really proud of him. Um, that that's the way you end a regular season, right there. Um, the energy in Fifth Third Arena. Um, I missed the game. Um, one of the few games, home games, I've missed this year. I've missed only a couple, and that was due to AAU tryouts. Um, but I went back and I watched it, um, and I'm just like, man, I wish I was there. You could feel the energy, right? And uh, I know you missed it too, JT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you walked, sure. you walked in the tryouts at AAU uh, with your son, and you were filling me in because yeah. I. Was- <laughs> I was so locked in with trials, I couldn't check any of it. And I, I'm a I'm type of person, I don't know if you guys are like this, but if my team, the Bearcats or whoever it is, is playing and I can't watch it, like really watch it and I'm doing something, I don't even want to know. Like I just want to watch it late. You know, I could hear the final score, but I want to watch it and get the details later.
1: Yeah, I feel so, it. Huh? Sometimes, sometimes it's like that. It depends. It depends on how much I'm moving. Sometimes I can't see it at all. If I know I'm gonna be zapped, I'll try to get something in there. Yeah. So say, yo. And you you know how those AU trials are, man. I'm I can't look at anything. Yeah.
0: So, so many moving parts at that. Um, yeah. you know, I I think one thing that it struck me, and not only the game, but I think also in the post game presser, uh. I think Landers is gonna come back. You think uh, so? I do. I think Landers comes back, and I think he felt that. I think he felt that senior day vibe that Juice got. How Juice went out. I really do. I, I think he's mm. gonna come back. I, I got Sad. that vibe, man. He may not have said. He might not have said it in any way. He may have yeah. died of the question. I know somebody asked him the question. He was like, "What'd you say?" And like laugh whatever and kind of played it off, but I, my personal opinion is that I think, I mean, the the it, it, let me tell you guys a, a funny story. So I went down to practice on Friday, to basketball practice.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, during practice, I was I was walking in. I got there a little bit late to practice, and I was walking in. I was going to sit where you know they have everybody that comes in the practice sit. And I was passing juice, and he was like, hey, what's up, man? I was like, not much. How you doing? It was like in the middle of practice. And I was like, hey, man, let's get yeah. up after the practice. He was like, okay. So practice is over. He comes over. We start talking a little bit. And I'm like, are you ready for senior day? He's like, yeah, man. I'm excited that my family could come in. He's like, he's like, many, many of my family members have never seen me play basketball at UC. They've, they've never seen him live. so." Yeah. And so we start talking a little bit more and then Wes walks over and I was like in like mid like mid soliloquy. And I was like, yeah. I said, Juice, I said, do you understand the love you're going to get before, middle and after the game? And I was like, the fans love you. And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I, I, I just don't I know I'm not prepared for what it's going to be like because he. I mean, obviously he's never been through it. Yeah, and I've been yeah. through some senior nights like with with like Kenyon and those guys. So I know the energy and vibe there is, is like, nah, Juice, you're gonna get a lot of love, man. And and Wes was like, you're gonna feel it. And it's just so crazy. Your prediction, JT, was so spot on. And I can't wait to like, you know, see Juice in person. Be like, I told you you were gonna feel it, man. He was yeah. kissing the, you know, as as Neil alluded to, he kissed the uh uh, see Paul yeah. Um, yeah it was emotional That was good to see yeah
2: sure. and you mentioned it there too Alex I mean you could sense everybody on that team felt the energy when David DeJulius walked off the court for his final time arguably a fifth third arena yeah I mean did you, just take a look back at the videos for the people who haven't the first guy waiting for him was John Newman that's a guy who's been with him the last two seasons but obviously hasn't played this year but You could just see the bond David DeJulius has with those guys. Like, John Newman was the first one. Then he went to Coach Miller. And then the bond with Landers Nolley. Like, Landers even alluded to it in the press conference. He said, like, halfway through the game, he kind of looked at him and he goes, man, it's, it's crazy. We've only got the opportunity to play with each other for just one year. Like, I wish we had more time. But overall, like, you could sense the guy David DeJulius is, like, He's a people person. And those relationships that he has built, not only off the court, but with his teammates, like, to see the love and support he got from those guys. I know he got some good love from John Newman, Landers Nolly, Coach Miller, all the way down the bench. Victor Lockin was one of them that really stood out, uh, jumped off the bench for him. But just the showering of support that everyone gave him was pretty cool to see. Yeah. I, I feel like – I just feel
0: Landers – he felt that vibe, man. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to go? I mean, if you're an athlete, you want to go out a legend, man. You want to go out yeah. go out, you know, hit your last shot. Yeah. The, the place going crazy for you, kissing the floor. Like, you know, I mean, people dream of that stuff. And I think – I mean, you JT, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but, man, it's, it's what, what I've seen this year, Landers is an ultimate competitor, man. Like, he – he wants to be the guy that takes the game winning shot he wants to be the guy that has the ball in his hands like and i think he's the ultimate competitor i think he felt that
1: yeah i think so i think so it's hard not to feel it i just hope you're right on that man because look not to jump the gun okay if he comes if he comes back to this team next year with the talent they have coming back you add another quality big man somewhere in the portal or maybe if we can get flory um, then this team could be cooking where you're thinking about, like, just trying to survive in the Big 12. You've got a team that could possibly thrive in the Big 12. Yeah. You know? So yeah. um, that that would be key, man, because the thing about the Big 12, if you win 17, 18 games total, you got a chance to make the big dance. It ain't got to be pretty. Now, if you get to 20 20 and 11 right now, the Bearcats would be a seven seed for sure. Come out of the <laughs> Big 12.
2: Now, yeah, and it's a good thing you mentioned that JT cuz looking back at the Big 12 like Texas Tech sitting at I think 18 and 12, 18 and 13 right now with a mm-hmm. good opportunity where if they can make some noise in the Big 12, like they can make a run, but the Big 12 is absolutely loaded looking at eight teams making the conference tournament and that's even with West Virginia going what was it, 4 and 12 in conference play, 4 and 15, 4 and 13 in conference play.
1: Something and they're crazy. still
2: still in contention. And West Virginia's arguably locked down their tournament bid. So, it's crazy to think, like, as you mentioned, like, you if you can go 20 and 11 next year in the Big 12, it's an I think it's a guaranteed lock to be in oh, the NCAA. It tournament. No,
1: it's, it's a definitely guaranteed 18. You probably are a lock if you get the right wins in there. Because just think about it, West Virginia started off so sluggish, they got hot in the Big 12. And they're in <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? The big 12 is so real is if you do good in the big 12, man, if you could just be adequate, like eight and 10, you got, I mean, they're going to, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, later. So mm-hmm. let's, let's save the, the, right. the, the thunder for all we're going to bring. My bad. Hey, my well, bad, my bad. that's all right. Well, while I'm thinking about this, um, Neil, you <laughs> were at the, uh, you were at the post game presser right yep um was it this presser i, I there's so many of them i, I can't oh, blend sure. them together <laughs> right there's <laughs> just so many what was it this one or was it one before that that juice really was talking so highly about coach miller and, and what he's doing for this program
2: it was this presser uh the one following senior day okay uh, he- yeah, following senior day, I can pull it up very quickly. But yeah, he showered Coach Miller with the love. And, and, and stuff listen, that he deserved.
0: As, as you look that up, look, listen to this. So I just want to say this. You know, I, I don't care how the season. Why well, do care? But even yeah. even if we finish the season um, poorly, but I, I don't think we will. But in the in the post with the conference tournament and and NIT or whatever happens. You know, Wes Miller has this program. I keep telling people, like, he has it going in the right direction. And who better? I mean, Juice doesn't have to say that stuff, man. He nah, means no. it, right?
1: No, nah, he, he's out. I mean, like, at the end of the day, he knows he's gone. He can yeah. say whatever he wants almost, or just decline and speak. You know what I mean? He's yeah. at the point where he doesn't have to play the game if he doesn't want to.
0: He don't have like, to
1: play that game. you don't got to, man. He's past that part. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Now that's real. I just feel like he really feels that way. And I think if recruits are seeing that, they need to take heed to it because it's like it's not fake. It, it's it's real. But this man could go out and say whatever he wants or just keep it – don't say anything at all. Um, and he's saying glowing going things about, you know, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats. So that's that's something to take take heed, man. And, and you, like, just think about it. Like, if you're a recruit, man, the way that you see plays, I don't see how you don't want to sign up for it. Right. He lets you shoot. You just got to play defense. You yep. know, to play defense, you can shoot almost any shot you want. <laughs> like, and, you to,
0: and to think, I think West wants to play even faster. He wants to yep. press
1: and trap even yeah. more. So you're going to get more shots. Exactly. So he's got to think about it. You know what I mean? You come out here and you can shoot the shots you want, as long as it's not a bad shot. You can play at a fast tempo. Um, you got it. I mean, come on, man. Who want? who everybody wants to score points? Oh, yeah, like defense wins games and all that stuff, but people want to be in the stat book, you know what I mean? So, yeah. no, no doubt it is. It is, it is. Neil. Yeah. Did you find
2: anything? Yeah, so I actually found the one of Coach Miller talking about David, uh, so that he was talking about David and the fans of Cincinnati, but this was when Wes uh, said, uh, this was an all time moment, the fans here. They just get it. This is one of the special places in all of college basketball where people get it. Like, they just get it. And I was thrilled tonight with how the fans supported our seniors. So that was after senior day. But there was one earlier in the season where David gave a good uh, recognition to Coach Miller and what he has built and everything that they are trusting. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. Coach Miller is doing a fantastic job, in my opinion. So it's great to see the love and support he gets from these players as well.
0: No question. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now, the Bearcats take on Temple March 10th at 3 p.m. in Fort Worth. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now, let's jump into the big old segment sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services. In this segment, we cover players to watch in key matchups. JT, who from the Bearcats needs to play well
1: and why? All right. So, in this game, you're playing against Temple. I am looking at Landers Nolly. Why? Because the last time the Bearcats played Temple, they played – they went to overtime, right? Yeah, they went to overtime yeah. at Fifth Third Arena. That's right. Damian Dunn had – 34 31 right? 31 and it was him and nolly went bucket for bucket um super late in that game and the bearcats were able to outshoot them. him so i expect him no one was on the table no one had done is not anybody to play with i think you need a game from Nolly that you get you got to give me 17 to 21 shoot it well getting about five to seven boards and a few assists one of those type of games because so you know Dunn, especially without the other kid, isn't gonna be there, is he? Um, you know, at battle is uh, out. Yep. Battle's no out so, no longer with so the bat- team. So battles no longer with the team. This done show you know done likes to create fouls mid post, he's a strong player, and now he took it upon himself to guard him late. So I think you'll see a lot of them two going against each other. That's still, any of your Thunder, Neil? I know you got to um, get that breakdown, but I feel like he needs to play a great game. I think everybody will feed off of that, and then, you know the others will come through. You know, you know how we feel about David and Julius, but I feel like this will be a Landers game because he's going to be looking their best player eye to eye for most of the game. And you know what, JT? I think you're right. That's like who I was thinking because it's like
0: Juice has the good game at home. Now it's like yeah. Landers' turn to go off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Landers had a good game. You know, yeah. some of you, but I think this is definitely the one where I think he takes the lead. Like he's like, okay, I'm gonna be the lead dog. And how David's been passing, he's allowing people to eat. So it's not like he's being selfish with it. So um yeah, I think this is one that, that Landers kind of just it's like, look, I'm that guy, I'm about to give you this 20 ball, and you're gonna have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Neil Temple is sixteen and fifteen
0: right now. Who do we need to watch out for from Temple this go around?
2: Yeah, I think J. It's a guy JT mentioned and Damian Dunn. Obviously, me personally watching uh, Temple throughout the season, uh, I think Damian Dunn has excelled and really take on took on a bigger role with Khalif Battle out. But however, this is a team that it was a, it was a hard fought battle back at fifth Third arena just over two weeks ago, as we mentioned, it was an 88 to 83 victory, but this is a team where Damian Dunn went for 30. And then you look down, like this is a team where UC dominated the glass, but Damian Dunn and Heizer Miller is really two guys to keep an eye on. Obviously Heizer Miller uh, is a bigger forward who can really impact the game on the glass, but, this is a different team without Khalif battle. I think they were better with, with Kalief battle. However, Damian Dunn has just been putting up numbers now that his role has increased. So Damian Dunn, you have to keep an eye on that. Uh, that was something coach Miller emphasized in the press conference earlier uh, this week was that they have to find a way to limit Damian Dunn. But however, they can't over-focus on Damian Dunn because this temple team is very good. And he's, Really gave uh, Temple a lot of credit for what they are able to do on both sides of the ball. Temple's a long, lengthy team, too. We've seen that. This is a very good Temple team. But for the Owls, you have to keep an eye on Damian Dunn. Obviously, uh, 31 is an incredible number that he put up in the first matchup. However, I don't expect him to put up 31 again. I mean, you never know, but I don't expect him to do it again. But for the Bearcats to really find a way to contain Damian Dunn will be the true uh, question coming into this one, is how will they find a way to slow a guy like Damian Dunn down? Can't let him get to his spot. So obviously the OT was fun to watch two weeks ago, the battle between Dunn and Landers Nolly. I would expect to see that again. Obviously, for those who didn't follow that press conference, following that game, Landers Nolly said there was a, Little bit of an exchange that kind of sparked some momentum there heading into OT between the two. So I'll be curious to see what that battle looks like between Landers, Nolly and Damian Dunn.
0: The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. So, Neil, what do you think we'll see differently from Temple this time around? Now, we are one and one versus them, right? And they had beat us. Uh, at their place. We beat them in overtime at our place, as JT talked about earlier. So what do you think we might see different, or will we see the same from that first game they beat us?
2: Yeah, I think I think we will see Temple kind of come out and really try to pressure the Bearcats early. I think they will try to throw some uh, early presses in, try to create some turnovers, because if you're looking back at the stats from this game, this was a game where both teams only turned the ball over 17 times combined. So turnovers were not a factor in the first matchup. So I expect I expect it to be another one of those games where low turnovers, hard fought battle to battle. But overall, I, I would expect Temple to kind of, I would not be surprised that AAC will impress a little bit more but I would not see, be surprised to see them kind of push the ball a little bit more. Temple kind of plays at a slower pace, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to come out and set the tone early with their uh, change of pace. So those are two things that I would kind of keep an eye on heading into this uh, matchup with Temple.
0: The Big old segment is sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice, whenever you need it, come to Donahoo Accounting Services. A leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Now, the Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at beachmont toyota this is where we cover the keys to the game jt what do the bearcats need to do to win
1: man broken record time again my guys but uh rebound the ball rebound the ball and don't turn it over man just think memphis game they lose they turn the ball over a uh, a zillion times um Let's see. Last time they played Tulane, I think. Was that Tulane or East Carolina when they got dog walked on the boards and they lost? Um, might have been East Carolina. But uh yeah, man, it's rebound the ball. I like right now, I like how the offense is looking, so I'm not really worried about the shots. Um, I'm just worrying about protecting the ball and rebounding, man, because if you if you low, you know, lower the turnovers. And, you, you, you know, you don't give them points off turnovers. You don't get them points off. You don't really give them fast breaks as much. And then if you don't, um, if you rebound the ball well, that means you are securing, you're ending your good defensive possessions. And that's what you need. You have this great defensive possession. Don't get the rebound. Then, the you know, 10 seconds later, somebody's getting a layup. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm on. I'm a broken record man, and that's what has to happen if they're going to beat Temple.
0: Now, Neil. The Bearcats are due for a big game versus Temple. What do the Bearcats need to do to win big?
2: Yeah, I think JT kind of hit it there. They have to limit the turnovers, keep those numbers of turnovers under 10, which is something they have been able to do for most of the season, but then just win the battle of the glass. They won it 36 to 29, I believe, the first time. Um, So if they can win the battle of the glass, but I think in order for them to win big, you got to, A, win the turnover ratio and win the battle of the glass. But I think if you can get all 40 minutes, no foul trouble, obviously the first matchup was one of Victor Locken's first games back from the injury. Victor Locken got in foul trouble early, and he ended up fouling out before the overtime, and he played in just 19 minutes in that one. So that's that's the huge factor. If they can get a significant 25 to 22 to 28 range from Victor Lock and no foul trouble can keep him on the court. That's that would be a huge for this team. But however, the last time these two teams faced, Dan Skillings went for a career high 15 points, six of eight shooting. So Dan Skillings had his best game of his young Bearcats career. But you turn around, you look down, you see five guys in double figures the first time. So the ball was definitely moving. If they, can, if they can get another night where five guys scoring in double figures, that'd be awesome. That'd be phenomenal. Obviously, uh, Temple's going to be locked into David DeJulius and Landers Nolly for sure. But in order for them to win big, if you limit the turnovers and win the battle of the glass and you can keep Victor locking out of foul trouble, I think that's key. But overall, for them to win big, I think it starts with the guys like David DeJulius and Landers Nolly, of course. But... If they can keep the big three inside of Kalou, Azepke, Odioguama, Victor Locken all on the court and out of foul trouble, I think they will set themselves up for a better position come this time around on Friday.
0: I was waiting for you to say Kalou's full name. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do next year? We got to get we gotta get some other dude with some, like, cool names. <laughs> <to do>. <laughs> <laughs> the Kenyan segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. So um I, I got a couple things I want to I want to throw into this. In, in terms of the Bearcats winning this basketball game, I think one of the things they need to do is they need to cut down the points in the paint from Temple. Um and You know who sneaky good is that Reynolds kid?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, boy, right?
2: Yeah, and, big body guy down in the paint. Big he's body.
1: All right, he's balling on the low. He's balling on the low.
2: Yeah, he. I
0: mean, he was giving us some fits, and I think against Tulane, he had. I don't know, seventeen some points, something like that. I don't have the the stats with me, but yeah. you know, I, I think if we can cut those points in the paint down, I don't know, Neil, you you're the you're my stat guy. Um, what what Temple had last game we played the O T points in the paint. Um, I mean, I think it was probably
2: points in the paint was twenty eight,
0: upper twenties, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I think we got we got to bring that down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh that'll really help us. And then I mean, the the broken record of containing gun um yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to say it, but I, and I think one thing you do with with a player like that. I mean, he's a really good player. I think sometimes what helps is you've got to you've got to do it by committee sometimes. Yeah. Right? And, and you get physical with them. You get, you know, you know, don't always have to have your your best defender on them, but sometimes you put somebody that's going to be physical, maybe get a couple fouls, frustrate yeah. them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: So you I mean, get under a skin or something. Yeah. And that's what
0: yeah. – you, know, you know what's crazy? That's what teams used to try to do to us when uh, when I played and we had Steve Logan. Yeah. Right? They would run a lot of guys at them, and then they would foul them and, and get them frustrated – try to get them frustrated – but what some people didn't know is the the during the games when Steve would get angry, that's when he would sometimes go off. So it was better to keep him cool. Huh? Yeah, keep him cool. But you know they would run a lot of people at him, um, and that's that's usually a lot of coaches like to do that. But and I've said this before; I think I said this on the the last podcast. I just think I mean Temple's sneaky good, um, yeah. and I always worry about that, that. I always worry about Temple, but I just think we're due for a big game versus them where we can just kind of, kind of take off. And and hopefully, hopefully this is that game thinking about how we just played versus SMU, because it would be a, it would be a big letdown JT if we play the way we played against SMU and then come out and just, and just poo poo against temple.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Cause that'd be real, real, real bad. Everybody is singing the praise the very thing. And it would just be like, It'll be back to defending,
2: <laughs> you
1: know what I mean. It's back to defending. Like we're going in the right direction, I promise. But yeah. uh, no. you know what I mean, because if you go out like that, um, and then you got to think about it, man. They, they beat, they can beat Temple, which is not going to be a walking in the park. I mean, that's that's why them losing those games that they did lose, because they could have been a third or a two seed, man. It made it a lot sweeter. They get that dub, man. They got Houston looking at them and looking at them in their eyes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, but hey, to beat a man, you gotta beat the man, right? That's what they say. Absolutely. And, uh, and then you, you beat them, I think. You know, who knows what happens, man. Man, I might have to kick that uh the NIT stuff out. I think if they play, you know, Memphis on a on a neutral court, I think they'll be fine. Um Barn, you know, injury and stuff like that, just that the Houston is that is that monster on neutral. now, I feel like they played them so good at on the road, but I think since then Houston has turned the corner. They've been, they've been back on that, on that top tier stuff. So it's going to be a hell of a battle, but um, I hope they don't, they can't lose to the temple. They just got to beat temple first and then, you know, put it all on the floor against Houston and see what happens.
2: And yeah, you mentioned that one of the earlier losses from the season, that NKU loss doesn't look so bad now that the Norse are dancing. So we, Gotta throw it out there that loss doesn't it's, look as bad on the record now that it's still like bad, Neil. <laughs> it's, it's, that, Neil. Right, but it doesn't that look it as that bad. bad terrible. That it's a terrible. It,
1: it, that hindsight twenty twenty, but it's still a bad loss, man. It's that's yeah, a bad it's, loss. Dog.
2: It's not as bad as what it was.
1: It's still bad. I wish I could see JT's face right now. He's like, it's <laughs> still bad, Mark. That's still bad. I, no, the North's doing going to the champ, going to the NCAA. Respect to them, and it's dope that they're going. I'm not hating on them. I'm happy they made it, but it's still a terrible <laughs> loss for <laughs> you We're
0: know? like,
1: not. I'm not sure you're coding. We're not letting. I'm not letting you give get put the uh, chocolate on a on a strawberry on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I got. I got to
0: let me give a shout out to my NKU peeps. I got to give a shout out to Sam Vincent. And uh, Mitchell Miner, who played for uh, NKU, who played in uh, my Shining Star program, I've been texting them after the game. So uh, proud of them, man. That's that's awesome. They get to go to the big dance. So, um, but hey, like, yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 really cool for for them. Um, it, and one thing I one thing I want to I want to bring up too here before we before we get out of this. So, um, when we beat Temple, <laughs> when we beat them. The next round, we would play the winner of Houston and po- Houston
2: would possibly play. Who is it? UCF or USF or ECU? Okay,
0: man. <laughs> Do you think
2: anything wild
0: could? <laughs> JT's Do You think <laughs> wild could happen up top, or you definitely think Houston's coming
1: out of that? You said you see You say USF. USF
2: yeah. or ECU will play the winner. <laughs> winner of that game will play Houston.
1: <laughs> it ain't no way. Ain't yep. no way. Okay. Ain't no way. Yeah, man.
2: I think Houston. I think now, Houston if it was UCF
1: up there, I would say it's a positive. It's a chance, but not US USF man. That's unless Tyler
2: Harris breaks off for like a thirty ball. I don't. I don't man, see that.
1: They had to. Um, they want to get them, them boys some bad pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Jordan. That Jordan. Like that Jordan. That Jordan thing. <laughs> I'm like the whole team. I'm, give them that you know, Jordan pizza. They better give them all. They might want to give Kelvin Sampson the Jordan Pizza too. it's gonna be upset.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So let me, okay, let me ask you this. Okay, let's let's play let's play this game here. So Bearcats play well, beat Temple. Next round, play Houston. Yep. we played Houston
1: tough. Yeah, we have. We, sure. know, we know we can get them, right? Yeah. It's hard beating somebody three times in a row, man. It is, and it's a neutral court. I mean, I have hope if they play Houston. Like, like the second time when they played them, I'm not gonna lie, I was not very feeling very hopeful. This time, I feel like man, they can they can do it. I just feel like Houston has turned that. I mean, they got to lose sooner or later. Somebody got to beat them. Yep. You know what I mean?
0: Cause listen, listen, think about this. Houston's a lock for the NCAA tournament, so. They won't have to go balls to the wall. They don't. Whereas yeah. some of these other teams do, like Cincinnati. Yep. So they're playing with a little bit more purpose.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you see, it's good enough to to get to sneak in there. You just got to beat Houston. Man. <laughs> I just wish they could avoid this to the end. And I wish John they Ross got one more day.
2: John rosty in CBS Sports, actually has the Bearcats as a potential bid stealer in his latest uh, conference tournament article. So. Really, Bearcats definitely drawing a lot of attention. Women heading he, into. Wait a minute, hold up, Neil. He has he has Cincinnati winning the conference tournament. He has he doesn't have them winning. He has them as a potential bid stealer, as they are. What does a that team mean to watch out for heading into? What is the uh, conference tournament?
0: What do you What does he mean a potential bid stealer? Like like they could potentially win the tournament. The conference yes. tournament. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. what he means bid stealer is obviously the automatic bid comes into play when you win the conference. So did the he potential predict, bid stealer would be. Did, he predict, did he predict who was going to, who
0: he thought would win the tournament?
2: Yeah, he, he has
0: Houston. <laughs> so, I mean, but why? So why not just pick Cincinnati then,
1: bro? Like. He's, yeah. hedging, he's hedging, man. You know how it go. I know. But I he broke
2: to. it down by each, each conference. Of who he thinks will win, and then which team in each conference could potentially make a run in the conference tournament and steal one of those automatic bids. And within the AAC, it was just happened to be the Bearcats. Okay. Well. No,
1: they they could do it though. Like the thing is, they can do it. That's the that's the thing. They just got to do it. It's just that Houston is just the giant, but I think they can beat them. I just wish they could have had to got to play them on Sunday, not Saturday. Yeah. Yep. You know that's what I mean. Good.
0: Champ game, yeah, yeah, but um, you know what? If they can beat them, they can beat Houston. I think the Bearcats will have the ultimate confidence that they could just run it through. They can fit so, so, so Memphis would be on the bottom. Who else? I mean, Memphis could get upset. Who else is at the bottom? Memphis,
2: Tulane, Memphis. Memphis, and Tulane are in the same bracket. So, if both teams win and make it to Saturday, the semifinals. Memphis would have to play Tulane in the final game on Saturday night when it would either be potential Houston versus Temple or Cincinnati.
0: You know what I would love to see? I would love to see championship game Bearcats versus Tulane. Now, that's not the sexy game, right? Like no one's all hyped about that. But we got to remember that last time we played at Tulane, all the drama that
1: was going down. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It got hurt. Yep, the game Rob got out was out for a year. We owe them, yeah. He definitely owed them. That would be cool, Mm that would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I have the article, Juice got in
1: trouble, got got, got teed up. Didn't he he get the boot? Didn't he get kicked out?
2: Yeah, the Julius got thrown out there late in the final second,
1: buddy. I ain't never seen you juice that piss. I was like, okay, yeah. Detroit no. came out on his leg, man. What's hey. you He talking a little bit too crazy. Hey,
0: hey, he, man, the, you were right. The Detroit came, I mean, the lime green suit with the gator. Yeah, man. He, yeah, so he
1: had his buffs on and everything. His buffs every, came on. <laughs> every, you are
0: right. I'm sorry, Neil. You are about to say something about an article?
2: Yeah, so I have the Rothstein article pulled up. So he says potential bid stealer would be Cincinnati, and his reason why is, quote-unquote, West Miller has quietly led the Bearcats to 20 wins in his second season at Cincinnati and only have lost road games to Houston and Memphis, the only two teams from the American Athletic Conference that are locks for the NCAA tournament. But, however, they have lost to both of those teams by a combined nine points on the road. Miller's team knows how to compete, and it also has a star in Landers Nolly, who shined with 24 points in Sunday's win over SMU. Wait a minute,
1: he didn't mention juice? That's wow. He did not on Sunday, on Sunday's game? Right. He didn't Sunday's game. He didn't right. watch the game, bro. He got he got somebody gave him some uh cliff notes.
0: Yeah, they did. And then what did he say about women? minute. Neil, what'd you say? He said, maybe I misunderstood this. He said about us uh our road losses. What did he say? He lost a whole yeah,
1: so That's the reason why we ain't got um, okay. He said
2: <laughs> yeah. And only lost road games to Houston oh, and Memphis, but we lost to Tulane as well. And he said the only two teams from the American Conference that are for sure locks within the NCAA tournament by a combined nine points. Just saying we lost to Memphis and Houston by nine points total, which is correct.
0: He's saying we only road losses to teams
2: that were locked for the tournament? Yeah, he mentioned okay. the two teams that were for sure wow. locks. And okay, okay, Houston and okay. Memphis. I'm
1: about to say he definitely he didn't even look at the schedule. He just was like <laughs> Damn, <Scott. laughs> he dug it out. Like, he just straight went like, like dude, you stay paying too much money what? to come out there with
2: shy, shy like that. No, nah, no, nah, but uh, to sum it up, he basically said the two teams that are for sure locks, the Bearcats lost to him on the road, both teams combined by nine points. I got
1: you. Okay, okay, okay. I, I get you. it. That makes I was about sense. to say, I'm about to say, my man was tripping, wasn't he? Yeah, but but you don't even mention Juice's
2: performance. That's
1: wild. Though. That's how you yeah, know that, he does. That is pretty wild. Like yeah. in, if you look at the Cliff Notes, that's too been the first thing you saw. <laughs> it's easy. It's
2: but easy can we, if we're talking is. about if we're talking about that, Juice got snubbed of AAC Player of the Week as well.
1: That's true. Yeah. I saw that. I saw he got honor roll. That was ridiculous.
2: And I will say this: that Jamal Sheed buzzer beater was should have been an offensive foul.
1: He definitely did push he definitely off. He definitely pushed off. Win. He game with That was a good game, though. I it was a good that game, though. Mom.
2: But he definitely pushed off.
1: He definitely pushed off. I thought I was going to go to OT, man. But it was a good game. I don't know. The Kenyon segment, Keys to the Game, was sponsored
0: by Greg Hooden of Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hooden of Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now, the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. Now, fellas, we're getting close to selection show Sunday. The NCAA is coming up, NIT, tourney. So this got me thinking. Because the Bearcats have a lot to do, as we've talked about, to make the NCAA tournament. If you – I'm going to start with you, JT – if you, JT, were to make a prediction here today, what year do you think the Bearcats will be primed and ready to make an NCAA national championship run and why?
1: All right, championship run. All right, so I'm going to say the year 2025-26 20, season and why you'll have – that'll be the third year in the Big 12, Right. So you will have, you know, with the portal, it's a little bit different. It's not the same where you keep people as long. Um, but Wes has a, a great ability to be able to relate to people, and then he keep people a little bit longer than other coaches. So that will be on display. You're playing in the best basketball conference in the nation. And you'll have, that'll be his one, two, three, third cycle, full cycle of kids, plus the portal. I think he'll be ready. He'll have. He'll be Big 12 tested, Big 12 vest up and everything. I think he'll be ready to rip and run because you can survive in the Big 12 and you're one of the top four teams. You, you probably have a good chance of making a run in the NCAA. I think by then they'll be able to push themselves into the top of that conference. and It, it will always be tough because it's the Big 12, but I think they'll be able to push themselves to the top four team and that they'll be ready to make a run. Hmm. I I like that. I like that JT Neil.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little earlier. I'm going to go 2023 to 2024. Uh, So I'm going to say next year, obviously with the big 12, the caliber of players they are bringing in the young talent is there. I think obviously as JT mentioned, if you can go out and get somebody in the portal, obviously that's going to be a big factor heading into next season. I'm going to go a year early where they, Make it to the NCAA tournament just due to the strength of the Big 12. They're bringing in Day Day Thomas, Ravon, Jizzle James. You'll have Vic returning. You could have a potential Landers Nolly returning as well. You could have a potential Odie playing well. Odie's playing his best ball of his uh, young career right now. So I think the pieces are there. However, you have a guy like Dan Skilling's returning. Josh Reed, the future is going to be very nice for the Bearcats. However, the first year in the Big 12 will be a test. But as we mentioned early, if you can get a 10 to 8 record within the Big 12, and 11 and 7, even if it's a a 9 and 8, like there's still teams out there 9 and 8 or under in the Big 12 that are fighting and for sure locks in the Big 12 tournament or in the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, overall, I think, Next year, if they put the pieces together, JT mentioned Wes is a very good person in developing those relationships, relating to the young athletes, the people. So I'm going to go next year that they they can make a run come the first season in the Big 12, especially if they end this season on a high note.
0: Man, this is wild. So (laughs) – No, this is wild because, JT, you say 2024 – 2025 season which I totally get you make a lot of sense when you say that
1: yeah
0: Neil you make a lot of good points with a lot of experienced guys coming back bringing in some fresh blood for 2023 2024 I sit in the middle I'm saying 2024 2025
1: yeah okay so I'll say 25 26 okay 24. Neil's yeah. next year, you're in the okay, cool. I was like, it's a three-year window.
0: It's, yeah, and you
1: know what I mean? It could happen. Who knows? Who knows? You yeah, could be right. I would I would be happy if Neil was right. I just throw so. that big spell, ain't nothing nice?
2: Well, here, here, <laughs> but here
1: he could be right though. Like, who knows? If they get the ball running,
2: especially yeah. if they can keep guys like Odie.
1: If, if Landers stays and Landers, if year. they can
2: keep those two, that's who that's knows? huge.
1: It's a dice roll, in like, because then you got a a lot of stability.
2: Especially too, if they can keep a guy like Odio Guama. Obviously, he has that extra year if he wants it. But Odio Guama, people forgot, transferred in from Wake Forest. He's played in the big time conferences, played in the big time matchups. Like having, if he decides to stay, that'll be a huge veteran asset. Who knows what it's like to play in these atmospheres obviously he's played at cameron indoor he's played at chapel hill he's played in these tough road environments like he'll be able to lead these guys young guys into a hostile environment because let's be honest the bearcats haven't played in many hostile environments yeah i think memphis last week was the best environment on the road that they've played in all season outside of the maui tournament obviously which was a he smaller was in- arena but legit, the big 12 like no joke, like they're packing in 15,000 night in and night out between oh, TCU, yeah. Baylor, Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Like they're packing in West Virginia. Even they're packing in a full arena night in and night out.
0: Well, here, here's my okay. Here's my thing. I, I I think two things are are at play. You never know. You never know in college sports now because of the portal. Yeah. You can instantly become a big time contender through the portal. That's true. That's the big that's the big game changer. Yeah. The, the only thing I worry about with next year, um, I, I love the idea of Landers coming back. Um, a lot of young talent. The only thing I worry about with next year is I think anytime you want to win a league, anytime you want to make a run in the NCAA tournament, I believe you need to have experience more play.
1: Yeah,
0: and, yeah, right, and yeah. I, I, I don't, and and I know Mike Adams Wood should be back, right? No, yeah, uh, it's possible. Yeah.
2: It's possibility, yes.
0: Possibility. He would be your, he would be your lead, lead guard, right? Your veteran guy. That's,
2: yeah,
1: that guy. Yeah.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know if they would. So I, I just think. I think that's why I was saying that 2024, and I do lean towards what you're saying too, JT, with 2025 season. Yeah. You I know, think, I, I think it comes down to having that experienced guard play.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm like 25. I say 25 because he got more cycles. And yeah. Then, cause I, think, I think the first year in the Big 12 is going to be a gut punch, like in general, because you just got every game. It's going to be a super grind. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, if Landers, Landers would be key if he stays, So that would be that guy you know can go get the bucket. I think Skillin's going to take a big jump next year. I feel like Reed will as well. Um, I think Victor will keep getting better, of course. But, you know, you got, I think Jizzle is going to come in and be, like, legit and Rayvon as well as Day-Day. But I think you still want to leave them some room to be freshmen. Let's right. just come in and just be that guy from the beginning. But, you know, if you watch like Duke and um, even Kentucky when Kentucky was struggling, a lot of those freshmen were struggling and then they just it, it clicked for them. So that's the thing. Like it, it depends on when it clicks for them and if they're still in a good position to when it clicks, if they're still in a position to be viable, like far as a team or a program per se, like that year like it's, it's worked out for Duke where now like they're kind of a scary team now that the young people are starting to get it together. And then now even with UK, they, they're starting to get it together at the right time as well, where they might come make a decent run to get a draw. But at the beginning of the season, they look terrible. Um yeah. So it just depends, man. Like, can they do that in the big 12? It's just so hard. Um But if you do make a good run in the big 12, as you see, like just West Virginia, is like the one I keep going to because, Remember at the beginning of the season checking them out, and I was like, Man, it looks like doesn't look good over there. And then I feel like ever since DJ's been there, they've been winning. <laughs> Isn't
2: that <it> crazy?
1: <laughs> but no joke, I feel like this DJ's been there, yeah. they've been winning. Didn't like, it Not be, even did I feel like the first game he coached, I think they, they won. And it was a game that they were game, definitely right? not favorite.
0: Was it like a conference game or something? They ended up
1: yeah, yeah, it's yeah, they, the they were in conference play when he came it over. Was first he conference
2: was. game too when he went over.
1: And they've been on like a nice little run, man. Like,
2: yeah, they went. Like, they from, were struggling. But yeah, they were very struggling. I think they went what? 0-0? They were under five. They're
1: under five hundred for a minute.
2: Yeah, they went like zero and six start conference yeah, play. Yeah, crazy. I think their first win, if I remember right, I might be wrong, came against Baylor. If I remember wrong, so, I might. Oh, I'm probably oh, wrong. I they, not they went on a good little run, man. Yeah. But yeah, ever since uh DJ's been there, it's been a fantastic turnaround now they're they're actually a really fun team to watch so yeah
1: but the Big but 12, yeah West man. Virginia's
2: turned it around but I think right now like they're hitting their stride late in the season I think they're sitting right at about 500 or so yeah on the yeah. season but Let's... now with locks they beat Kansas over the weekend and now they have a for sure lock or last week they beat Kansas they have a for sure lock in the NCAA yeah. tournament
1: so, but it's just the big Show is so good my, my point I know I've probably went long-winded about it is like if you make the right run you can do it but i just think like it's going to be putting a lot of pressure on a lot of young people to be like ready to be ready ready i know um like fast so if they can be ready to you know ready to rumble and i mean like far as like if landers is on the bench if he's on a foul trouble or you can go get your 20 (laughs) you know what i mean it can't be yeah uh, i chipped in and get six and that's good points But, like, if Flanders is in foul trouble, if he's back next year, like, somebody's going to have to go, like, hey, this is – give me the ball. I can isolate. I can create. I can do everything on the court. And then we just got to see that. Like, we don't don't know. So that's why I think I give it to two years because then I think the second year is going to be better in the Big 12, of course. And I think the third year they'll take off like a rocket. And I think they'll probably make the tournament the second year um, regardless. And then they could shockingly maybe make it the first year, but I, I will bet they would make the tournament second year and third year. They'll be ready to be like, "Hey, we we're a top a top five seed," and then they'll be able to do something.
0: And and I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna make this point again. <clears throat> I'm just so big on guard play on that veteran guard play. Listen, you need the other pieces too, but I mean, go back to what was that? I'm I'm really bad with years, but what was it 2011? UConn won the championship, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that and,
1: was that the Kimba or was that Boatwright? That was the Kemba. And,
0: so it was Kimba and um, uh, was like Napier.
1: Napier.
2: I'm, Napier t- yeah.
0: I'm telling you, man, them dudes were impossible to guard. They were yeah. so. Think about that run they made. They they win the Big East tournament, yeah. right? They yeah. win. Five okay, so let's let's see. They win five yeah. games in the conference tournament. Yeah. Then they turn around and win six games in the NCAA tournament. I mean, beating yeah. in Arizona, Kentucky. What was it? But, but actually, they beat us. They beat Cincinnati second round. Yeah, they were yeah crazy. Hey, can't that I'm telling you, I've only seen one other performance. No, I put Kemba's at the top. Um Carmelo's performance was pretty special the run he made
1: with Syracuse oh, yeah was yeah, yeah 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 that was crazy, that was, crazy. <laughs> that was super crazy that was crazy
0: man but man yeah. but Kemba so doing my math so that's what 11 games they won from conference tournament to championship game yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm talking about they they beat Georgetown, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Syracuse, Syracuse, all top 25 teams. Pittsburgh was <laughs> yeah. three in the country that year. Yeah. Number six, San Diego State, Arizona, <laughs> Kentucky. Look, come on, man. That's yeah. But cool. was that guard play, man?
1: Guard play is key, man. Just think about it. Like you look at all the upsets that happen in it. Normally it's a guard play. Like remember when Duke got upset, they were like a two seed and Eric Maynard was a guard for VCU? Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And he was tearing him up. And it was like, who was this dude? Like, this dude is cold. And he you know, made the NBA. But Look at the Oral like Roberts
2: Oral Roberts run a few years ago. Max Amos went nutty and took him to a Sweet 16. Get
1: Good a, guard play. Guy. Guard yep. play, man. Guard yep. play is key, man. If you got a dope guard, he can take over. It's like, shoot, speaking of, yeah, it's just, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. You think about all upsets, and only a guard is involved, especially mm-hmm. in college because they could break the defense down so well. And they're not used to that team because you're not playing against them on a consistent basis, and they might have different tendencies that you just don't understand. Like, and mm-hmm. it's too late then. By the time you get a feel for him, he got 20, and he' rolling. Yep, yep. So
0: hopefully, uh, you know, Wes and them are on that track to <clears throat> maybe Day Day
1: come in next year and be like, hit the ground I running. Help so. him, hope- him and Chizzle come and get the ground running. Then Neil look like a prophet.
0: <laughs> and listen, if they if they if if they set the table for, you know, if they make big strides, set the table for the following year or the year you're talking about. Yeah. Now, now you never know nowadays with you know how long kids will stick around. True. You know, I mean the days That's the thing. yeah, the days of the Kenyon Martins are over, man. No nobody's staying in, in college four years and get and being
1: the number one pick in the country. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. You don't like you if you stay four years, you are lucky to be top in the twenty to thirty range <laughs> nowadays. Like it's like they penalize you for being like, I want to work on my game.
2: Yeah. Tishibu is a great example of that. One national player of the year last year. <laughs> now he's a third team All American the season later this year. Yeah. But Toshibu had an opportunity where he could have been locked in, top pick, first round pick last year. Came back to school and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, it's looking like it might kind of butt him, uh, kick him in the butt a little bit because of the uh, the play and whatnot. Obviously, this NBA class is loaded, but Tashibe yeah. went from a projected first round pick a year ago, decided to come back for his last season of eligibility, and now he's not even a first round uh, projected. So, wow,
1: man, it's wow. Yep. The Twyman
0: segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit our website, 93 mentorcom or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley Donahoo Accounting Services, Greg Hood at Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634, short vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. The Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. Now, usually, we're talking about when we're going to be on next. So I don't know when we're going to be on next because... We've got to win. <laughs> We've got to yeah. beat Temple, so we can talk about playing Houston, as predicted by JT.
1: Yep, yep, for sure, man. It's gonna be interesting <laughs> because it, this is not the gaps aren't as big, so it's gonna to be tough, man. We might have to uh, do a after recap for everybody, maybe Ooh. with uh, wherever they go on uh wherever they go. If they could make the NCAA tournament, great. Or if they got to go to NIT, we'll recap the the you know the AAC stuff. Yeah. And then uh, kind of give you a preview about the, the other games, maybe the two pods. You know how you got the two games you could possibly play. Right. And then go like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I will actually be down in Fort Worth for the AAC tournament. So I'll have a great insight look on not just the Bearcats, who they'll play, but the whole conference as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So all make sure you all the- check out the front office news. On that, because he's going to be having a lot of vlogs and stuff on there. People, check that out.
0: Hey, so I, I didn't know you were going, Neil. Yes, sir. I leave tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now, where, where are you? Fl- Do you know where you're flying into? What airport?
2: Uh, DFW. Okay. Are you flying?
1: Okay. I know you fly. I thought you were driving.
2: Yeah, nah, it's like a 15 hour drive.
1: Oh, you going to, uh, my bad. I'm thinking Memphis. I'm tripping. It's yeah, Memphis wasn't too bad. Dallas. That was
2: only like seven hours. But
1: okay, yeah, you going to Dallas. Yeah. You, that's, yeah, you ain't driving to yeah. Dallas. No, not not all not mm. that's too that's that ticket's ridiculous. Yeah, it is a nice drive. My bad. I'm tripping.
0: Have you, Neil? Have you scouted out all the places to eat in the bars?
2: Yeah, i definitely did the places to eat. It's the same place I stayed last year for the conference tournament. So
0: it oh, was a did. nice little
2: barbecue restaurant right on the corner, I think the next block over. Which was pretty fire last time or last year. That was pretty fire, and there was a nice little steakhouse. I have a friend who does sports reporting at Oklahoma, who's from Dallas. He's coming in as well, so we'll probably hit up a nice little, nice little restaurant as well. But Texas, you gotta hit the barbecue spots. You have to.
0: Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I totally forgot this, to to bring this up. So I text the president of skyline and i asked him <laughs> Oh, here we go <laughs>
1: hold on let me let me pull up my text to, oh man he yeah, asked my bg Buggy hold on, guts. <laughs> hold on let, me, let
0: me uh let me pull up my text here <laughs> and i said uh i said uh hey i've been meaning to call and ask you have you seen this college kid at the UCB ball games in the student section that chugs an entire can of Skyline Chili every game during a timeout? The crowd goes crazy. And he went, What? That is absolutely nuts. <laughs> 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 he hadn't seen it yet. Oh, it's it's
2: viral, man. It's viral. It's I, definitely.
0: I don't think he gets on social media like that, but um
2: <laughs> gotta send him it. Gotta send him it.
0: Uh, yeah, if you guys have a video of it or, or something, send it to me so I can send it to uh, the to Mike. <laughs> oh, I told oh, you, we he, find it. We talked about it on the podcast, and he was like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> um, oh, we can find it. Yeah, nice, and, nice. and um, oh, we don't have any more home games. I was gonna ask how. Oh, Neil, I should have ask you to go find that kid and get his information so we can get. So I'm sorry,
2: <laughs> I
1: can get him on the podcast. Yeah, you get him on the podcast. <laughs>
2: we can find this information real quick for you
1: oh man let's get it on a podcast um, tell you i'm not asking no questions i'm just going to be there
0: neil neil you you are you muting too? like jt you're you're gonna bow out of that one
2: i wouldn't bow out i'll just i gotta i gotta know like how how does he do it like why would you do that to yourself like i got got, I got i got my questions I wouldn't bow out but like I'm just sitting back thinking like I know your stomach hates you man. I know the it Lord does. Hates you. And it's not
0: he, he it almost looks like when he's when he's done it like the first time I saw him do it I'm like I think he's done this before. Like that wasn't a rookie
2: chug of a
0: skyline like I No, like-
2: I and I will I will keep my word on this. I bet you we see him at one point during the football season as well. This upcoming season, do that same thing.
1: Oh, for sure. He's like about to be famous, like the, uh, like the, the kid that's wearing the bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the what? You know what I'm talking about? Cousin, yeah, dude, bear I haven't cousin. seen him
2: around lately.
1: Like I ain't seen him either, man. He's always like kidding on my lies and everything.
2: Yeah, Alex, like, you might not know him. His name was, uh, what, dang, was what was it? Winnie the name? Bear. I think it was. It was Shout sorry. out that kid.
0: That is What you? I
2: have no idea what you guys are talking about.
0: Oh, There's man. a guy,
2: a student, that dresses up. He didn't. I haven't seen him since football season.
1: Yeah, me either.
2: I haven't seen him since the football season, but he uh, dresses in a bear costume, top to bottom, <laughs> and oh. he will sit like front row. He was like, and was it is, like, it is comedy. It is comedy. Like he'll get down there, he'll do whatever the crowd wants. He brings his own little signs. It, it's golden. I
1: don't think I've ever like. He, oh, there like it he is! Had, I got
2: it. It is had, the like, bear pictures, from Cincy.
1: The bear on Instagram. Little dude, that dude is hilarious. Yeah, he like he'll be like um like <laughs> he'll have pictures with like all the like when the foot, basketball team comes and watches the football team. He'll have he'll be there kicking it with them, taking mass pictures. Like he'll yeah, be like he, right by them. Like, he's got crazy. a
2: picture on his Instagram right now. The. Uh, Looks like he was at the game on February eighth, with a giant sign that says "Orange, you glad we got DeJulius? with a picture of Davis, David DeJulius' like head over an orange juice oh, logo. Goodness.
0: Yeah, this guy here. He, yeah, I'm
2: not. Yeah. I don't.
1: I'm not familiar with. Hey, him. it's
2: that de- it's dedication, yeah. though. It's, no, dedication. it's
1: super dedication, dude. Like, like, the reason why I know who he is, is because he always like, like when the Bearcats were making that run in football, he always would comment on all our stuff. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> there was – Oh, I checked it out. So, I'm then sure, I just started – I'm sure you've seen sometimes. the picture,
2: <laughs> meets too, of when uh, the sign that says "Myj runs the city before the playoff run, where Majay went over to the student section, took the sign, and it says "Myj runs the city. And Majay's just chilling with them in the student section, like right front row yeah, of the student nice. section. Hmm. I'm he not was, familiar
0: with this guy. Yeah, I don't know. Man, he's like he's, a, yeah. he's like
2: we got it. We'll tap you into, okay. into his stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's How about this? Fun. How about
0: this? I'll interview the guy that's chucked the
1: skyline.
0: You interview interview the bear or whatever he is. JT, do,
2: we can get the bear. i the,
1: the bear. I'll do that. That's
2: a dedicated fan right there. Yeah, yeah. he's
1: legit. He's all in. He's not no. he's not messing his stomach up for and not having fun at the end of the night. I don't
2: know. He, cool. Hey, <laughs> his sign game's on point though. I will say nah, that.
1: Yeah. He's not chugging. Uh, what if? What if that's the same guy chugging it?
2: I hope <laughs> that'd be that'd be <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think it is.
1: Wow, oh. I'll be
0: pissed. That'll hurt my. <laughs> hurt my heart. <laughs> All right, we got we got some work to do. We got some work. if
1: that's the same guy? Like you know what I'm saying? What if the, like he's like reinventing himself now? You're chugging. I hope so. I really hope oh, so. By the by, the way, it's like, it's, like sco- it's like a Scooby-Doo at the end. It's like ah. <laughs> when he
0: takes off the mask, and you're like, "Oh, God. how was you, you pesky kid?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, oh, hey, I'm gonna leave. I want to leave out this is the last thing I want to mention. <laughs> Have you guys had a chance to see the Murdaw, uh murder documentary
1: yet? No, it's not. on my. It's on my. I feel like it's on my list to watch it. I gotta watch it. How how many episodes is it? So the Netflix one
0: is three episodes, I believe. I think there are other ones. There's like Hulu. There's. Uh, it's one. Of, it's
1: they got different ones on each one. Cause I know oh. I've seen the one on Netflix. So I put it on. I was like, I probably wanna watch it. There are multiple ones. I think somebody
0: so people were tweeting at me when I tweeted about it that Hulu and then does HBO have something? They have yeah uh, HBO Max. Um, I think it was one of the, one of the HBOs has a, um, uh, has a a doc. And I think there's a a podcast too, that, that takes a deep dive into it, man. You talk about, so I, first of all, I love murder mysteries. Like I watch murder mysteries way more than I watch basketball, which is bizarre, but I know (laughs) So it popped up on my Netflix. And I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I think I was like, I think this is the guy that's been on trial," and I said, "I think he was guilty or something." So I tap into it and I start watching it, and man, that thing took a turn I wasn't even ready for. I'm like, "This is some wild stuff." Have you seen it,
2: Neil? I haven't seen it now.
0: So you guys don't know like what the whole story? Nope. No. Oh, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Nope. Oh, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say. Some gangster stuff was going on for years,
1: <laughs>
0: years. I'm going to let you watch it. Let's let's talk about that next podcast. So make sure we watch
1: that. All right, we'll see what I'll, we can do.
2: I'll see what we can do.
1: <laughs>
0: we want to thank all the Bearcat fans out there for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Go Bearcats.